This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer. A free-for-all Friday. You're asking to hear something I don't want to say. But if I do say it, I think you ought to hear it. You got anything on your chest besides your chin, you better get it off. All right, then you asked for it. Yes, we did. So lay it on us. Free-for-all Friday means you set the tone. Here is Libby Snymer. Good afternoon and welcome to this free-for-all Friday. Of course, it's the day that you set the agenda. We talk about what you want to talk about. So let me give the numbers out again. 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And let's start with some good news. I'm looking out the window. It's beautiful. It's sunny. It's mild. Does that mean this uh, seemingly interminable winter is finally going to let go? Got to tell you, I was in uh, California last week and boy, was I surprised when we got home to a bunch of fresh snow. Uh, I guess it's a first world problem. And of course, we are all preoccupied and horrified with what is going on halfway around the world in Ukraine. And the latest is uh, the Russians bombing, targeting civilians. Uh, they've gone into Lviv. They have hit targets in Lviv, and until now, that city has been relatively safe. It's been possible for people there to buy food, to a certain extent to go about their business. Some of the on-site reporters are reporting out of Lviv, and uh, there was a hit near the airport there. And uh, it's terrifying, and Putin is doubling down. He made these comments about purging Russia of people who don't agree. And uh, we're wondering what is happening in Russia. It is getting more and more dangerous to speak out. And what about people who are very successful here, Russians, hockey players? Uh, I heard that Daniil Medvedev, who is a top-ranked tennis player, he's number two, I think, he might face being barred from Wimbledon unless he disavows Putin. Now, is that okay? What do you think of that? Is that a good move or a bad move? You know, for some of it, I wonder if some of these people have family in Russia, uh, should we really expect them to be brave enough and if they have assets or whatever? So I'm curious about what you think of that. Should we expect Russians who live and make great livings here in the West to disavow Putin? And do they get a pass if they have family in Russia and are maybe worried about their well-being? Uh, and if you have or you're trying to bring people over, I want to know just what you're thinking about it. You know, yesterday the government uh, released some additional information. You know, we're saying we will take an unlimited number of Ukrainians, but they're not relaxing really any of the rules for security checks. So the problem is what happens to people who escaped without all their documents? And they still have to get themselves to a Canadian embassy, and there are no Canadian embassies in Ukraine at the moment. So are we really doing them any big favors, and what's going to happen to them? I mean, thank goodness the neighboring countries are taking them in. And speaking of the neighboring countries, well, We've seen a bit of a crack in NATO. They're all so adamant that you cannot enforce a no-fly zone over Ukraine because that would be tantamount to starting World War III. Well, the countries on the doorstep are saying, 
Maybe we should do that. All of those things. And there are other things to talk about. I just said, it's a beautiful day. And by the way, on Monday, no more mask mandate. How do you feel about that? Are you ready for that? Of course, it's optional. But when you go to the grocery store, when you go other places, other people won't be wearing masks. You know, uh, as I said, I was in California last week with no mask mandate, and I thought it would make me really nervous. But in fact, I kind of got used to it really quickly. I'm triple vaccinated. I'm sure most people are that are in the audience. So how do you feel about that? Are you ready for it? And will you keep wearing your mask? I stopped by my tailor today. I adore him. He is still working. He's a master tailor. He's 88 years old. He's going to keep wearing his mask. But the people coming into his shop, well, I don't know if they will or they won't. Let us begin there. Let's go to Tom in Ajax. Hello, Tom. Hi, good afternoon. Good afternoon to you. What's on your mind? Well, I'm just uh, thinking back to when we were told to start wearing masks. They made it quite clear to us that we want you to wear masks because they're designed to keep uh, the coronavirus or COVID in so that you don't spread it to others. But the masks do little or nothing to protect you from getting it unless they're medical grade masks. Well, uh, that was revised to a certain extent. So remember back at the beginning, we were all uh, Lysoling our groceries and we thought that it was, uh, you know, that we could get it from surfaces. So uh, a lot of those things changed. And I know it can be really hard to keep up with the changing science. But one of the things that that uh, the conclusion was that masking helps on both ends, actually. And of course, a medical grade mask is better than, uh, you know, I think that uh, they decided that a single cloth mask is not very good, but a surgical mask is pretty good and medical grade mask even better and it will protect you. Yeah, I, I did some looking it up on the computer to like Mayo Clinic and stuff like that. And they're still basically of the opinion Unless you're wearing a KN95 or an N95, you're not really doing a heck of a lot to keep us from getting in. So um, I think we, we have to take the step forward and let people use their common sense from now on. But, you know, after March break, it's wait two weeks and then Easter comes along and people are regathering. Do we wait two weeks after that? And then it's May 24th weekend, you know, so. Are you taking off your mask on Monday? Uh, yes. Okay. Well, um yeah. Yes. I'm triple vaccinated. So, you know, um, I think we have to have a point at some point in time where we just do what a lot of people in the rest of the world are doing and realize we have to act responsibly. If it makes you feel better, by all means. But uh, I think I'll, uh, I'll be comfortable without it. I'm just heading over to the gym shortly to do my exercises. And as of Monday, uh, I won't be wearing it. Okay, well, uh, I'm sure we'll be talking about how that feels. Tom, thanks for your call. All right, have a great weekend. You too, bye-bye. Bye. Yeah, the numbers again, 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-744-740. Are you taking off your mask on Monday, or are you going to be cautious and keep wearing it? Uh, we got a memo here at the station from HR, and basically it said, use common sense. And if you're in a crowded situation, maybe it'll be better to wear a mask. And here's another thing that it said that I thought was very nice to say. It said, you know what? If somebody else asks you to please wear a mask, accommodate them as a courtesy. Because, you know, there are people like my 88-year-old Taylor Frank who are more vulnerable. I'm certainly going to be wearing my mask when I see Frank. He's a great tailor, by the way. Let us go to Natalie in Mississauga. Hello, Natalie. Hello, Libby. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? Good, thank you. Um, two questions, please. The first one is to answer your question. I'm very, very happy to take off my mask on Monday. For the past three years, or whatever that long time was, I was 
working uh, in a warehouse and it's been extremely difficult to breathe and to function and to work and we've been doing that, of course. And I've also noticed that most of the people that work, their, their mask was half on, half off, half on, half off. So personally, I'm very, very happy to have my mask off. And um, secondly, um, what does mandatory vaccination mean now? What does fully, fully uh, vaccinated mean? Is it the two that I took or does it not count anymore and you needed the third, possibly the fourth? Well, officially, it's the two. But if you want to be better protected, especially as, uh, you know, masks are coming off, uh, get a third because the Omicron variant and there's a subvariant of the variant, those are very contagious and they won't make you as sick as the others, hopefully. But uh, if you want to be as well protected as you can be, get that third shot. You know, Libby, I'm a little bit scared personally. I took the Pfizer, no problem. Had to take the Moderna. That's what they had. And I had a real bad reaction. So I stopped there for a while. That's so get get the thought. Pfizer as your third shot. Yeah, I may think about that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll think about that. But it, it really sent me through a loop. Well, you, you, know, my heart, you know what? My heart, my heart went nuts. You Sorry. know you know what, uh, the, uh, you know, getting, getting it, even if it's so-called mild, you get sick. I know people who've been, you know, pretty sick after even three shots. So, um, you know, I think it's worth it. Uh, you have experience with Pfizer, get yourself a Pfizer third dose. That would be my advice. Think about it. Thank you, Libby. Have a wonderful weekend. Okay. Okay. Let us go to Tony in Mississauga. Hello, Tony. Hello, how are you? Fine, how are you? Um, I'm very well, thank you. So I'm under the understanding that wearing the mask is to prevent spreading it and not to stop from receiving it. Is this correct? It also stops you from receiving it to a certain extent. The original guidance they gave us saying it's not it's not going to stop you from catching it, it's going to stop you from spreading it, but then they uh, they revised that and they said yes, masking is effective. That so that makes me think why then are we removing our masks as of April 1st if it if that is so. We're moving our masks before April 1st. We're removing our masks as of March 20th, which is Monday. I think it's 20th is Monday. I still beg beg to ask the question then, why are we removing it? We have not rid of this virus yet. Well, yeah, a lot of people are asking the question because uh, the hospitalization and the ICU rates are coming down and everybody is fed up with it and it's politically untenable to keep doing it but it's i think the best way to look at it is that it is moving from the government telling us what to do to we have to make our own decisions and if you are more comfortable wearing a mask at least in certain situations you can do that in certain workplaces uh and in certain long-term care homes they are allowed to make their own decisions and keep it uh the interesting thing or is that some of the school boards said we want to keep a mask mandate and the chief medical officer of health refused to allow them to do that. So that's too bad because there's going to be, there is, and there's going to be a lot of transmission in schools. Well, I personally will still wear the mask, although I do get some funny looks from people around me when I do wear the mask as if, like, why are you doing that? Well, I'm protecting me, not you. Okay, well, you know, funny looks, uh, uh, that's ridiculous. And sometimes people who don't wear masks get funny looks. They should be getting more than funny looks. They should be getting a little nudge. (laughs) Anyway, um, thanks for your call, Tony. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Alrighty, it is time for our first break. Before we go to break, uh, let me give the numbers out again. 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. We're talking about 
the removal of masks come Monday. Are you comfortable with that? Are you going to take yours off? Or are you going to keep it on? And yesterday we were talking about uh, another easing restriction, and that's for travel. You no longer need to get uh, a negative antigen test to come back to Canada, which is a big help. We were also talking to some travel experts who said, hold on, you know, uh, prices are going up and may go up even more. So if you want to go anywhere, you better start thinking about booking now. Uh, so what are, what do you think? Uh, a lot of people have put off travel. It's always a, a thing on a Zoomer bucket list. Are you thinking about traveling? Where are you thinking of going? And of course, there is the terrible Russian war on Ukraine. And what do you think? Should Russian stars who are here in the West, should they have to disavow Putin to be able to do their thing? What about hockey players? What about the tennis player, Daniel Medvedev? Uh, he may be barred from Wimbledon if he doesn't do that. Want to know what you think? 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-744-740. And we'll be back after the break. One more thing. I have a note from our producer's Eve. Monday is the 21st, not the 20th. Okay. Monday is the 21st. Sorry about that. We'll be right back. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer. When one considers the meaning of life, it is a struggle between alternative viewpoints of life itself. A free-for-all Friday. And without the ability to defend one's own viewpoint against other, perhaps more aggressive ideologies, then reasonableness and moderation could quite simply disappear. Name your topic and be as deep as you like, as long as there's a point in there somewhere. Here is Libby Snymer. Welcome back to this free-for-all Friday. We've been talking about the nice weather. We've been talking about the coming lifting of the mask mandate on Monday. And again, Monday is March 21st. So are you comfortable with that? Are you going to be taking off your mask? Because it really is a shift to personal responsibility. But... Uh, here's something that is bothering a lot of people. The Toronto District School Board, and I believe another school board elsewhere in the province, wanted to be able to continue with the mask mandate because they don't want uh, COVID ripping through schools. Well, uh, and you don't even necessarily have to report it now. And the Chief Medical Officer of Health denied that request. Do you think that was the right thing to do or the wrong thing to do? What do you think? Also, uh, we're looking at Ukraine. The Russians are relentlessly pounding civilian targets. Uh, you know, there's a call for the International Criminal Court to investigate. What's to investigate? We can see this. They have called on Russia to stop. I mean, you know, it's, I don't understand what the use of that is at all. Putin was just at a big rally in Moscow, but there is no end in sight. And if you look at how he conducted his campaigns in Chechnya and Syria, I, he doesn't care. He is just going to be killing civilians until he gets what he wants or finds a way out. Who the heck knows? And and we get to the question, should Russians who are stars in the arts, stars in sports, should they have to be able to disavow Putin or be barred from participating? What do you think? The numbers to call, 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. Let's go to Sita in Mississauga. Hi, Sita. Hi, Libby. Happy you had some time off. Thank you. I was hoping you were on a beach having some pita colada or something. Well, I was I was playing tennis in uh, California, so uh, it's hard to complain. <laughs> oh, nice. Very good for you. Yeah, and the weather is so nice. The tulips are popping up already. That's right. They are. Yeah. So we're living in a very sad world. Prejudice never go away. And it's weird how people can switch sides 
Now Canadians, Russians are being treated badly. And we have to remember, it's not all the people of Russia is just Putin who is in control. If his citizens and, and people don't support him, they are being treated badly. Hmm. So uh, what do you think about people? I mean, the, the Metropolitan Opera uh, got rid of Anna Netrebko, who is a huge talent, but she has known ties to Putin. Exactly. She's, she's a buddy. But what do you think about telling this tennis player uh, that he may not be able to participate in Wimbledon unless he uh, disavows Putin? That's very sad, but they shouldn't force him to say anything. If he doesn't say anything, it's fine. Don't force him to go against Putin because he's in trouble. When he goes back, his family is in trouble. Yeah, right? I don't I don't know what his circumstances are in terms of where he lives and what family he might have there, but I'm assuming he probably does have family there. Yes, yes. Even the hockey player, I mean... Yes, he was voicing his opinion for him, and maybe this was before the war started, and now he doesn't say anything, and it's fine because he's not supporting him, not because he's not speaking up. But these guys still have relatives and family there. Yep. And it's very sad because he will take it out on anyone. He doesn't care a darn. He's going to wipe out the entire Ukraine co- Flatten the whole country if he has to. Well, let's not. Let's back. hope and not. We just hope that we can do something to help them. Okay, Zita. Thank you for that. Take care, everyone. Have a great day. Enjoy thank the you. Weekend. Let us go to Brian and Mimico. Hi, Brian. Hi. You know, I, I don't think we should be after these hockey players or whatever who's around the world because, you know, sooner or later they have family at home and they got to go home sometime. So, being the vindictive type that uh, Putin is, I don't think we should ask them to take that risk speaking out against them. But, you know, what takes them so long to charge this man with war crimes? I'm a big believer, quite frankly, in what we used to call the $2 solution. Only, I guess, now it's around 5 because ammunition costs more money. You know, I believe that... We should have a hit squad or whatever go out and kill these people. Oh, uh, <laughs> that's a bit that's a bit extreme, Brian. We don't do that. That's what makes us different from them. So millions of people got to die because we want to be principled about it. No, get rid of these people. And not Stop easier said than d- easier said than done. But uh, Brian, I hear you. Thanks for your call. Okay, let us go to Helen in Toronto. Hi, Helen. Hi, Libby. Um, I have to weigh in on not being allowed to have children masked in school. That's not exactly what's happening. The schools were not allowed to maintain a mask mandate where they'd say the kids have to wear masks. But if a kid wants to wear a mask, they can Right, I understand that, but other kids will not be, and other people around them won't be. There are some kids who are immunocompromised, who have other ailments that would make them more susceptible to getting sick from COVID. And um, as a mother (laughs) and as an adult, I don't want my kid bringing anything home that might compromise a child in the house. So uh, at least... uh, put it in such a way where they can do anything but are encouraged by their teachers, encouraged by the school to continue wearing the mask. Right. I mean, a lot of people think that that was uh, really, you know, not, that request should have been granted. Yeah. Yeah. But I, uh, I really am kind of surprised that somebody would say, you know, well, okay, you don't have to, fine. But if the teacher in the class is, I've got a friend who's got to go in for surgery. She doesn't want to get anything from her students. So I, I still say that if uh, the kids are willing to wear it, then they should allow it. That there should be no, that, sh- that the mandate of you don't have to uh, is a little um, pre- um, yep. uh, too soon. Okay. Thanks, <laughs> Thank Helen, you. for that. Bye. Bye-bye. People, be patient. Well, get to your 
calls. You have to hang on for a few minutes. The numbers 416-360-0740, toll free 1-866-740-4740. We're talking about mask mandates. So again, I want to hear from people. Are you comfortable? Are you going to be taking off your mask when you go out in public as of Monday? Because uh, it's cool as of Monday. And what do you think about the chief medical officer of health refusing to let the Toronto District School Board keep a mask mandate? You know, kids can still wear their masks if they want to or if their parents want them to, but they don't have to. And uh, there's also, you know, the the government is no longer going to be reporting the daily cases in the same way they have. So you'll have to dig a little to get it. It will be posted. But there was always a, a tweet, a summary from the health minister, Christine Elliott. That's going to end. So are we just in denial saying, you know, if we don't acknowledge it, it's not really happening? Or are we moving to uh, another phase? That's a good phase where we have to take personal responsibility. But let's say we are not totally preoccupied with COVID. Uh, you know, the the health um the hospitalizations, the ICUs are down. So there is justification from that point of view. But the Omicron variant and the new subvariant are extremely contagious. And I've got to tell you that when they talk about mild cases, sure, there are some people who are completely asymptomatic, but a lot of people get sick. And, and really quite sick for a week or 10 days. It's, it's not nothing. It's like getting a bad flu. So what do you think? Um, are we really at the stage where we have to put us this behind us? Let us go to Arthur in North York. Hi, Arthur. Hi. Um, I was just wondering, like, you've been talking about uh, celebrities who, um, uh, making statements, uh, um, uh, about Putin. Mm-hmm. And, um, well, today Arnold Schwarzenegger made, made a call, came out and made a, I don't know if you heard his comments, but yep. he came, he, um, Okay, uh, let me let me put some clarity on, on that. So Arnold Schwarzenegger is a huge star in Russia, and he posted a statement telling people that they are being lied to by their government. And he also, something he very rarely does, uh, he said they're being lied to because one of the things Putin says is that he's there to, quote, denazify Ukraine. So yeah. Schwarzenegger pointed out that the president is uh, Jewish and yeah, had well, is, family members. I, I agree with his comments. Like, uh, like I heard it and I, I thought it was, it was an, an excellent uh, uh, com- comment to make, like to make public. But my my concern is uh, uh, Putin also has a relationship with Paul McCartney, and I haven't heard Paul McCartney say anything yet about Putin. Uh, I'm not aware of that. What's his relationship with Paul McCartney? Well, it goes back a bit, back to about 2003, when uh, Paul McCartney did a concert in Red Square, but he met uh, Putin for, he met with Putin to discuss uh, certain things, uh, I think about like uh, uh, landmines and um, um, you know, uh, killing of seals and that type of thing. Hmm. Interesting. And, I'm just looking. He was still with Heather Mills, and uh, they both were there. And then Putin later on attended his concert. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just looking that up. I don't know if they have a continued relationship. That was in 2003, yeah. but, um, but uh, still, he performed at Red Square. Like, you know, the, the Beatles did back in the USSR, and, and you would think that Paul McCartney, uh, he, he's quite uh, verbal in that, but he hasn't come out and, um, as far as I know, made a public comment about what's going on there in uh, in Russia. Yeah, well, 
That is, that's interesting. And uh, yes, he did perform in Red Square and he did meet Putin. And uh, we'll see if uh, there's anything further on that. Arthur, thanks for pointing that out to us. I have have a a DVD on it. It's, uh, it's, it's terrific, you know. Okay. Thank you. uh, But I was just going to make that comment there because he, he and Putin seem to have, uh, well, at that time, of course, that was 20 years ago. And he, you know, I don't think he may, you know, uh, you know, has a close relationship with Putin, but he has had contact with Putin. He has, per- has had personal contact with Putin. And I think he, it would be nice to hear from him, make a, a, a comment about what's going on there. Okay, Arthur, thanks for that. Let's go to Wendy in okay, Guelph. Thank you for taking the call. Bye. Wendy? Hello? Hello, you're on the air, Wendy. Well, hello, Libby. And I would like to say, first off, I appreciate you, and I appreciate your Zoomer station. Thank you so much. Appreciate I that. way off the grid because the radio, the little AM radio is what I got, buddy. And to my point of, I live sick now, so I have no choice but to wear my mask. And I don't go out, and I've been in a bubble long before COVID hit because, well... I don't know. My story includes a two-time broken kneecap with a third surgery being the least of the worries. But I get it that people are out and about and they live in their lives. But the people that live sick that you don't notice and you don't know who they are, I would have loved to have been St. Patrick's Day partying yesterday, but I can't go around a crowd. All the power to you. Enjoy. But unless I have a mask, I, I, it's not for their protection because I'm okay. It's for my protection so I don't get in my health battle where I was, because now I'm doing okay. I'm glad to hear you're doing okay. Okay-ish is my new word, okay-ish. Okay-ish, <laughs> okay. Okay-ish okay. Okay is, okay is okay. But the point of the mask, <sighs> I will never not wear a mask now, never, because I have gotten ill, not with the COVID thing, but just walking past someone who sneezed, my immune is such as at a point where I get sick. I walk away. I go home. They have dinner. They go on about their life. They don't realize two days later, I'm sick in bed, done for three days. And life goes on, and I get all that. But no, I will never not wear a mask. And all the power to everybody. This is a sad time in our history. And I just kind of appreciate you and your station. Thank you very much, Wendy. We yeah. appreciate that. Thanks. All right. Well, you have a good sunshiny day. And Okay. <laughs> we'll do you too. Okay, yes. Everybody should have a good sunshiny day. It is uh time for our second break. So we're talking about masks, masks coming off and we're talking about Ukraine and we're talking about whether Russian sports and cultural stars should have to disavow Putin to be able to continue their careers in the West, or is that a bridge too far? I haven't heard from anybody yet about travel. We were talking about it yesterday. We heard that uh, as of April the 1st, you won't have to have a rapid antigen test to get back home into Canada. That will take some of the expense off traveling, but everything else is making it more expensive, including the fact that People are really anxious to travel now. There's a lot of pent-up demand. They've put their plans on hold, and they want to get to it. In the meantime, we have uh, soaring energy costs, soaring inflation. Everything is really expensive. I mean, really expensive, I notice. And, uh, you know, for a lot of people who are on fixed incomes, it is really difficult We almost didn't cover this week. There was another jump in the rate of inflation. It's 5.7%. That's 30-year highs. So I also want to hear from you. Uh, Have you done your weekly shopping? Have you noticed it? It, It's it's just huge. And a lot of people are uh, saying that it really... uh, Their salaries, their fixed incomes just aren't catching up with it. Anyway, and again, people, got to 
be a little bit patient for us to pick up your calls. The numbers 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740, and we'll be right back after the break. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Zneimer, a free-for-all Friday. Step up, say your piece, and we promise not to interrupt. Just be lively about it. We have a lot of listeners hanging on your every word. Here is Libby Snymer. Welcome back to this Free For All Friday. It's the day that you set the tone. And again, people, be a little patient when you call in. It sometimes takes us a few minutes to get to the call. We've been talking about the mask mandate coming up coming off on Monday, wondering whether people are comfortable. And I think there's a split. Some people are, some people are not. And also this business about uh, the, uh, the chief medical officer of health not allowing school boards, uh, specifically the Toronto District School Board, to keep the mask mandate. Uh, we have not heard from anybody about travel yet. I'm still curious. Are you trying to book some travel? You no longer need a rapid antigen test to get back into Canada. That'll make things easier. I think I was, uh, possibly going on a bit yesterday about how hard it was to find a rapid antigen test where I was and how expensive it was when I found one. Uh, there are a lot more. E- they're a lot easier to get here. So the numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll free 1-866-740-4740. Also, another question, should uh, Russian sports stars, cultural stars, should they have to disavow Putin in order to be able to continue their careers in the West. There's a story that a very highly ranked tennis player, Daniil Medvedev, may be barred from Wimbledon if he doesn't do that. Uh, and we know that Anna Netrebko, well, she's been dropped by the Metropolitan Opera. She is a crony of Putin's, though. And what about hockey players? What about our Russian hockey players? Or should we respect the fact that if they have family there, uh, you know, it's it's could be dangerous for them to come out against Putin. Uh, a couple of interesting, you know, every day is a day. So today is World Sleep Day. Are you sleeping well? And International Day of Happiness is on Monday. And I have a full report on that in Zoomer Week in Review. Sorry, it's on Sunday. And on Sunday in the Zoomer Week in Review, which is in this time slot at noon, I have a full report on it. So they measure a lot of things. They measure how happy populations are. And they rank them. And the top rankings are a little counterintuitive because for quite a few years in a row, the happiest place on the planet is Finland. Finland, and it's followed by two other Scandinavian countries. And you know what? That's not exactly what I think of when I think about happy campers. And Canada is number 15th. And by happiness, they mean well-being. They mean how satisfied are you with your life? So how satisfied are are you with your life? Now, 15th out of 146 countries does not sound bad to me, but Canada dropped because when they started measuring this, we were at number five, I guess just behind the Scandinavians. Right now, we are just ahead by a titch titch, just ahead of Americans. So what do you think? Are you satisfied with your life? Are you satisfied with our place on the happiness index? And are you going to do anything to celebrate the International Day of Happiness on Sunday? And again, um, you know, if you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. Remember that uh, song. Let us go to Pat in Welland. Hello, Pat. 
I'm a first-time caller. Who okay, is wait a minute. <laughs> that is, by the way, a brand-new bell. Uh, did you hear it loud and clear? I heard it. Thank you very much. Okay. I hope it didn't, uh, you know, jar your eardrums. No. Welcome to the show. Thanks for calling. Three years ago, six members of my family traveled to Ukraine. We landed in Lviv and departed from Lviv, which is a beautiful, young, vibrant city with 100,000 university students. Um, we wanted to wire money to Ukraine on Monday. I am wondering why banks are charging service fees for people to do that. I would think with their great profits at this time, they would waive these fees. Wow. Uh I had no idea. I think you're right. I think they should. Uh, you know, people are are, are bending over backwards. Even uh, there was this whole move, I'm pretty sure you would have heard about it, with Airbnb, where people are booking Airbnbs as a way to get money to Ukrainians without any intention, of course, of going to stay in the Airbnbs and, and even Airbnb, which is not known for uh, being benevolent, they waived their fees on that. Now, our, our fee was $50, and I thought that was quite extravagant. Um, I just wanted to make that comment and let others know that, that the bank... $50 as, as the service charge? Yes. $50. Now, I, I don't know. My husband was doing all of that, but he didn't want to speak. Um, I don't know if they're charging a percentage of what you are sending, but that was 20%. Wow. Of, yes, of what uh, the amount we were, wanted to send. Now, we had a marvelous guide when we were in Ukraine, and he has a federation that he's... he's um, paying for um, equipment like diapers, and he has two families living in his home, and we wanted to send it personally to him, uh, not to an organization. And because of that, to wire it, it was $50. Wow, that sounds like a lot to me. Thanks for telling us about it, and, and good for you for trying to directly help somebody there. Well, I, I just wanted to everyone to be aware of that. And thank you for taking my call. Okay, you're very welcome. Thanks for calling for the first time and call back. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, next is Sam in Oakville. Hello, Sam. Yeah, hi. Um, I just have a couple of comments about the Ukraine. Go ahead. Oh, what happened there? Are we having some kind of technical problem? Because uh, he got cut off just as he was saying he has a couple of comments on the Ukraine. So, uh, Sam, give us a shout back. The numbers again, 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And uh, there are a lot of people who are very preoccupied by what is happening in Ukraine. And uh, I'm just seeing a report in the National Post, and they are saying that there is turmoil within the Russian war effort. And it's been evident for a while now. And Putin has fired some key military and spy commanders. And uh, there is also, they are reporting something of a consensus between the U.S. President Joe Biden and the Chinese President Xi Jinping. Uh, so um, that would be good news because Russia has asked China to help them, to help them with money and to help them with materiel because they are being cut off by all the Western countries. And we know that Joe Biden warned China saying that if you do that, there will be consequences with you. And of course, we buy a lot of stuff from China. China needs our business. So uh, we will see what the upshot of that is. And that's the topic that I will want to be covering here on where is China in all of this? Because there are some people who think, hmm, 
Who is the big winner in all this? The big winner in all of this is possibly China. We do have a few minutes left, so let me give the numbers out again if you want to try again. 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. Again, we are talking about Ukraine. We are talking about the mask mandate ending on Monday. Are you ready to take off your mask? Some people are, some people aren't. That's what it seems to be all about is taking personal responsibilities for your decisions and how you are handling yourself amid the pandemic that is still with us, but hospitalizations are down, ICU admissions are down, so the authorities are comfortable doing this. We've also seen an easing of restrictions for travel. Are you thinking of taking a trip? Are you worried about that? Prices are going up. And have you been to the grocery store recently? We heard this week that inflation is up yet again, 5.7%. What have you found when you have gone to get your weekly groceries, whether it's meat or dairy products? Those are two things that have gone up quite a bit in recent times. Uh, it's just, uh, there's a whole lot happening now. And, you know, frankly, a lot of it is not great. However, it looks like this winter finally may be loosening its grip. And that is something that I am happy about. So again, um, also from Telegraph, that there are some optimistic signs that the survivors who emerged from the theater in Mariupol are doing okay. There were as many as a thousand civilians sheltering in the structure when it was bombed by the Russians. You know, it is just, I mean, no words, no words for what they're doing there. Let's hear from Laser in Toronto. Hello, Laser. Uh, hello. Um, hi, Libby. Um, there's a saying that, um, you know, like animals fight, but people can talk. That's the difference. Like people can talk and people can make compromises. And uh, I think uh, this is the better direction rather than all this, because I don't believe even China will win if the world goes to some kind of extreme thing, because Putin is like uh, from his story. He was a bullied man, a bullied child, and if he's cornered, like he's very, uh, has a rage kind of issues, and uh, we don't want to corner him. All this uh, helping kind of it maybe uh, appears well, like a right thing to do, but the thing is, like, uh, Putin is also has to be considered his point of view, so to say, and I think the best way is to talk to talk, make compromises, and we have to have people, right people to do the talking for the whole world, because the world has to hear this the right direction, and uh, not to be like animals fighting in the jungles, but uh, be humans. Well, they are talking, and there are some reports that it might be going somewhere, Laser. Uh, by your accent, I think you come from that part of the world? I'm from Soviet Union in the past. I know the heavy, like what the people went uh, hard times in the World War Two, and uh, there's a lot of damage people have. And uh, Putin comes from that background. I have uh, that background, and we don't want war. We want uh, like the sooner it ends, or maybe best not to go there. That's the whole thing. Like we people in the in the West, they have not had this uh, World War Two impact like we had in the Soviet Union. A lot of people are like. Just uh, wish it wouldn't be there. Ukrainians, uh, Russians, and but as I say, we don't want that, uh, especially in the nuclear age. And this is like with all this uh, power greeds and all kinds of terrorists and people hackers and all this. This is a uh, you know like uh, Putin can do many things. You know, there's a, a new what they call the uh, electromagnetic pulse weapons. He can turn off. If it comes to that uh, internet and the oh. power, uh, electricity in Europe and America, we don't want to go there. Like, okay, laser. And make peace. Thank you for that. Okay, Bill in Toronto. Hi, Libby. Hi, how are you? I'm good, and you? I'm fine. Go ahead. Love, the, love the show. Thank you. I love the callers. The um, so Putin's basic. 
power that he has over everybody is his oil and gas. Okay, so he basically owns Europe, he owns Germany, because if he throws that switch off, you know, they're done. What did Biden do? The first thing he, he got into power, he shut down the Keystone XL. We shut down the Energy East going uh, to Eastern Canada. We could, you know, we could be buying our own oil, not buying from Russia, Saudi Arabia, all these, all these places that aren't the best spots in the world. We could be providing Canadian jobs, building a tax base that could fund schools and hospitals. Biden is sitting here. He's going to what is it, Iran, and he's going to Venezuela, these countries that are, are, are dubious at best, asking them to, to open up their oil. To, to ship it to the United States. What is wrong with us? Why why have we demonized our oil and especially Canadian oil? NGOs funded by Russia and other groups around the world to shut down Alberta's oil. Uh, you what know, a lot of people say that we should rethink a lot of those decisions. Uh, yeah, Libby, the problem is it's gone on for years. I've seen it. And a lot of people have seen it, but we elect governments that go along and toe the line. Okay, what, Bill. What what possibly could what harm could we do to Canada by by building a pipeline east and putting our friends and our neighbors in Alberta to work, building our tax base and creating high paying jobs? What harm could that do to Canada? Okay, well. Uh... We will have to continue that conversation, and I certainly intend to, because we are out of time, Bill, and thank thank you you for your call. And we are out of time, and that's all the time we have for Fight Back for today and for the week. I'll be back here on Monday, and one thing's for sure, there will be more to talk about. See you then. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.